I was riding next to a guy on an airplane, and uh, he said that he never really prays to God except for when he flies on a plane. He said he couldn't explain it. But the fear he had of flying, it forced him to pray. Deep down inside, we all have a need to be at peace with God. And this need, it comes out in a lot of different situations. When we fear for our lives, you've all heard the expression, or maybe you haven't. But there's an expression that says, there are no atheists in foxholes. And that's talking about military people uh, in the midst of battle. Uh, When gunfire is coming at them, they say there's no atheists there. Meaning, we recognize there's something greater than ourselves. We have a need to be at peace with God. And sometimes this peace that we need, it comes in much smaller things. Like maybe you're struggling through a, a difficult relationship. It, last finals, I bet uh, uh, at the end of last semester, I bet there was a lot more praying than there was at the beginning of last semester or at the beginning of this semester. But there comes a point in our lives where we recognize I'm not at peace with God. And I'm going to try to fill this void in one way or another. I visited with a lot of people that were coming uh, close to the end of their lives. And they wanted to confess to God something that they had held inside for all their lives. Because this idea of meeting God was getting scary to them. Even though they attended church all their lives, there's still something that they felt was between them and God. They wanted to know for sure that even that sin, even that sin that nobody else knows about, could be forgiven. And the relief that comes over their faces when they hear God's word of forgiveness, even for that sin, it's an amazing thing. I've seen faces literally contort from a look of worry and a look of fear to a look of relief and a look of peace. What do you fear? Chances are you're not thinking about death quite yet. But I'm sure there's lots of things that you're afraid of. What do you do with those fears? Do you buckle down? Do you try harder? Do you try to ignore them? Do you run after this or that? If within those fears, if you were to face God tonight, would you be afraid or at peace? Hear the word of the Lord. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, He who formed you, this is what He says. He says, Fear not. I have redeemed you. 
I have called you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. God tells us not to fear. Why? Because you should be tougher? Why? Because you're not a baby anymore? Why? Because you're good people? That you're better than most? No. He says, don't fear because I who created you, I who formed you, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. We are not to fear because he has worked for us. Even though we have run from him. We have run so far away. We run away because of our, we run to sins. And sometimes we run away just by neglecting. Sometimes we neglect to hear God's word or sometimes we neglect to read God's word. Sometimes we neglect, even if we're here, we're not here. I don't know if you've ever been through that, but I've been at church and not been at church. But sometimes we end up spending so much time away that that we don't even know what it's like to meet with God again. He says that he has redeemed you. And he said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Why does he bring up this water? Why would he say that? Well, water in ancient times has always been a sign of judgment. Think of Noah's Ark. That was judgment for sin. The world, for the world, that water meant its end. But think of God freeing the Israel from the Egyptian slave owners. For Egypt, that water meant, what did it mean? It meant death. It meant judgment. Think of our baptism. Our baptism means the death of all of our sins and evil desires. But for us personally, what does our baptism mean? It means life. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that, and this is the good news, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. And that word united, who are you united to? You are united, that means at peace with, the God of all creation. 
When you look at the cross of Jesus, and I love how this uh, painting, um, it's a, it's not like a historical looking painting, but if you look at, if you look at the painting, look at how Jesus is standing in the waters. He's in cruciform. That means it's foreshadowing his death on the cross. In those waters, you were united with Jesus' death on the cross. What's the death on the cross? If you were to describe that to somebody, if you were to describe it to a friend, what would you say it means? I always say that it is the greatest act of love that has ever been seen or known. We are always trying to avoid punishment. We're always saying things like, I deserve, or it's my right, or I don't deserve this. You know what? We all deserve it. And when we're honest, in the opening confession of, uh, of divine services, we just say, I, we say what? We say, I deserve Nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. If we're honest, that's what we deserve. If anybody didn't deserve the cross, it's one. It's Jesus alone. And yet he says, I know they deserve it, but I'm going to take it for them. They can't stand it. I'm going to take it for them. And in the cross of Jesus, you are united, connected, joined together with God's love. And your sin, it's washed away. When God looks at you, you know what he sees? The same announcement he made when he saw Jesus there. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And you are now joined to the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ, Jesus. It says you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. When God looks at you, he sees his son. All the righteousness that he has. All the love that he has for his son. He has for you. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew, a Gentile, male or female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. If you've never been baptized... God is calling you to those waters because God loves you. He wants to connect himself to you. He wants to connect the greatest act of love that's ever been where God dies for the sins of the world. He wants to connect it with you. If you have been baptized, to get back to the point, When you stray from God, you tend to forget who you are. 
whose you are. You start getting caught up in the, the race of the world, the rat race. I mean, just over this holiday season, buying all the gifts, uh, preparing all, not, I didn't prepare all the meals, but I empathized while I was watching meals being prepared. <laughs> but preparing all the meals, getting to this place, to that place, packing kids, uh, uh, whatever you have to do. You forget that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You forget what the the angels announced. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Why? Because of this baby that was wrapped in swaddling cloths. Who would grow to be baptized. To start a mission to pay for your sin. When we look at how good God is, it sometimes makes me wonder personally, why do I so often stray? And I do. Why do I fall back into fear? Why do I look at my work week and think, oh my word, how am I going to do this? Why do I get up in the middle of the night and not fall back asleep? Why do I fall back into fear and forget the promises of my God? Do you ever wonder why you stray? Our God knows us all too well and that is why he comforts us with his word. There will never be a time when you can read these verses and say, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me today because I'm at perfect peace. It always applies to you. When he says fear not, it always applies because you're always afraid. He knows you. He knows what you're going through. And he says you are precious in my eyes. You are honored. I love you. I give men in return for you. Peoples in exchange for you. He gave his son in exchange for you. I love that simple sentence of our Old Testament lesson. I love you. You know, a lot of times kids will want to hear that from a parent. And, you know, I I tell my kids that all the time. But this morning... And Noah's, uh, Noah has a fever, and uh, I was I was leaving leaving the house. And he said, "Dad, don't you want to say something to me?" I was like, "What, bud? I gotta go." <laughs> but he said, uh, "He said, don't you want to say that you feel bad that I have a that I'm sick and hope I feel better?" I said, "Of course, I want to say that." And I went and told him that, and he, he felt a little better, and he was like, thanks. <laughs> Even though he totally prompted it. <laughs> but those words, I love you, think about who's saying it. How does he even know you exist? I mean, he, you're, he's so important, you seem so small. But he says, I love you. 
justice demanded that your sins and my sins must be paid for and love paid for them. We have not loved God and we have not loved our neighbors. Justice demands the life of each person. Love paid for the life of each person. That exchange took place in the waters of holy baptism. When Jesus, he was sinless. I often like to say that he was coming from the other side of the font. The heaven side. In other words, he came from heaven's side to the font and he met us there. And he took all of our sin. It's the great exchange. He took all of our sin. He took all of our shame. He took all of our fear. All of our doubt. All the crap. And he gave us everything that he is. All the righteousness. All the purity. Sonship. You're a child of God because of him. And he calls you his own. Fear not, I am with you. Remember who you are and when fear envelops you. Remember you are God's child. And if you have not, again, if you have not received those waters, it's for you, for your children, for all who are far off, who the Lord our God calls unto himself. If you're listening, if you have not been baptized, uh, uh, talk to a local pastor if you're in this room and are, are not baptized. I'm a local pastor. <laughs> but remember who you are and whose you are. When fear envelops you. You are his. No matter what the world may throw at you. You do not fear. For you are God's child. It's like that song says. Satan drop your accusation. I'm not so soon enticed. I'm a child of paradise. God's own child I gladly say it. I've been baptized into Christ. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.